0: 遥か遠くに浮かぶ星を Hello friends and folks and welcome back to Oops More Anime, the podcast where I, Alan, from Chats a Television Podcast and you, Six Dead Mar from Scanline Media, hello, hi, go on an adventure together to cover anime that Oops All Anime just can't seem to get their hands around because they are too busy watching only the first three episodes and we watch all of the shows that we watch. I think there's uh, a back. plan to,
1: to, to properly Oops this at some point, but I'm in no rush because I've already said a lot about the first three
0: episodes. When, oh, like when we're done with the... when you, uh, we're done No, with the probably aura?
1: not. Probably just like when Jen and Kiri are like, sure. we should do it.
0: <laughs> and then you can spend the whole time explaining to them like, no, but this part gets way better. No, but this part sucks. No, it doesn't get better. And you can just be kind of pedantic. Insufferable, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's your brand. I love it. I love that for you. Thank you. We're back. We're talking about The Witch for Mercury Episode 4. Is it the... I always forget. There's no the. I think it's just... I think it's Witch just for Witch for Mercury... Mercury? Yes, Mobile Suit Gundam Witch for Mercury, episode four. No, it is the
1: Witch for Mercury. It is oh, the it's Witch. The? Okay. okay, I will. Gotta let me trust ourselves. Out of
0: my notes, then I will never get it wrong again. The
1: singular Witch from the singular Mercury.
0: The only Mercury at this point in the series. There might be a big uh, That's more Mercury. That's true. What's this episode called? Six. Uh, this episode is called episode four. <laughs> no, it's called like secret unseen trap. trap. Yes. Unseen chat, which refers to a couple of things. Get it? Because that's how they title episodes. Um, um, I can attempt to give a brief summary of this one. Please. So once again, this is off the top of the dome just for folks. Uh, once again, uh, we have another marriage fake out. Gould didn't actually mean marriage marriage at the end of last week. Meanwhile, his father is being instructed by his uh his financiers, to get their shit together or else they're going to cut his funding. Oh, no. Saleta gets a new outfit and Guell is grumpy at her and calls her a, quote, tussle-haired country bumpkin. Uh, meanwhile, there's a mind detection exercise and we learn that instead of using sensors, in this world at least, the mobile suits are guided in part by spotters. And so we learn that Nika and Chuchu are each other's partners. And uh, there's also other characters that we'll talk about. Uh, Chuchu is, is tricked by a... Uh, An unseen trap, a mine that falls, and she doesn't see it because of masking spray put on her mobile suit by some of the girls who hate Earthians. Meanwhile, uh, Suleta... She's
1: not an Earthian. Oh, wait,
0: Choo Choo, sorry. Jumped again. Choo Choo, Earthian. I made sure to get this right because it's the point of this episode. Uh, One of the points of this episode. Soleto uh, fails the exam immediately because she doesn't have a mechanic or a spotter, so she asks Nika for help, but nobody wants to help her because they don't want to be a part of any of that whole thing. Uh, Nika is like, I can introduce you to some people, and we meet a goat instead of a person, uh, Giko, the goat. Uh, meanwhile, she convinces some boys to join So team because she's, quote, not like other Earth Um and she gets the team of Lilique, Martin, Alia, Till, the guy with funny hair, Oh, Hello, and Nuno. Uh, Chucho is mad about this and hates Spacey and bullshit and she slams a wrench against the wall meanwhile Guel is losing the Darobod and uh, his brother and him don't want to piss their dad off anymore and they really want to do well. Alon wants to help Suleta by having her join his house but Miorine, uh, Miorine knows that this is a trap and she says no don't trust him and uh, instead she suggests that she join her house and brings her to a cool lesbian greenhouse schoolroom, aka the former chairman's office which she inherited from her dad And uh, realizes that Saleta doesn't even know basic addition or subtraction. (laughs) Uh, We have protests against Spaceyans on the television, and we have young kids uh, delivering the ideology of the series for some reason. Meanwhile, Chuchu We Learn has... uh, I keep saying we learn. We're not learning things. We're just watching them happen. Chuchu goes to the stairwell to speak to what seem to be her brothers on a video call, and they are all Earthian factory workers that were there when the protests happened. Uh Suleta confines to Miori uh, in the greenhouse that she wished she could found a school on Mercury uh, so that young people would come back to Mercury. And in their ma- their makeup exam, uh Choo mad at people and calls them Spacey and turds. We have some sort of reverse racism talk. Uh Suleta gets sabotaged with the masking spray again. Miarine guides her through the mines, but they run out of time. Uh Miurine zooms down a cool ramp in her cool scooter to fix Suleta's mobile suit, but time is up and Choo Choo wants to go. And uh, Miorine cheers on her girlfriend, and they manage to uh, not... Do they actually pass the exam? I don't no. think they do. No. They no, do they still retake. don't manage to. Right. Uh, Choo-choo mad at the girls who sabotaged her because even though she doesn't like Spaceians, she extra doesn't like uh, bigots and assholes. So she punches the girl who's bullying Saleta in the fucking face in one of the most iconic moments, reminiscent of Zeta Gundam. Saleta takes a straight punch. Choo-choo knocks a girl out uh and then they have to take another exam and nika extends the offer for Soleta to join earth house that's what we got
1: yeah i think you <sighs> jumped to some conclusions that i don't i i don't necessarily i ended up know that i ended up in the same place as you in that summary but mm-hmm. you know overall broad frame of the episode you know
0: it's the choo-choo episode it's choo-choo rocket that's what i call this one choo-choo rocket punch sure okay i'm here for it um, How do you feel about Choo Choo? First of all, as the sort Choo of Choo's, like character center,
1: I like Choo Choo quite a bit. Um, I think she's a really fun character, um, and I just I just tend to go for this this archetype, right? I'm just like mean. hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like angry and indignant and uh, direct. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this episode is the first. So we've had four episodes so far, and I feel like one to three, I've had varying levels of like, I feel like they're making choices I don't agree with or whatever. This is the first episode I would say is bad.
0: Interesting. What did you not like about it?
1: I mean, I think the whole thing sort of stems around this. Um. <sighs> This test that doesn't make sense at all, and like I know I'm, I, I get a lot in the weeds about like what makes sense and what doesn't, and like world building shit. That's kind of what I'm like, right? Mm-hmm. But it just makes the whole thing not work for me when it's fundamentally founded on stuff that just seems stupid to me.
0: Hmm. Um. You're talking about the mind, the mind. Yeah, that
1: whole test mind thing. test and everything, and like it's like okay, so first of all, uh, why would I? I know I'm doing the white like this, but like. Why would Suleta not know in advance what she needs for this test? Why would they not tell her that? That doesn't make any sense. Why would there be, like, time-delayed spray paint that is, like, impossible to remove, apparently? Or, like, at least incredibly hard. They say it's really hard to remove it. So, it's like, you can't detect it in advance. Anyone can just walk up with a spray can. We've seen it. It takes, like, three seconds. And then it, like, it DQs you. It's like, that is completely unreasonable and doesn't make any sense for a test unless the point... Of the test is for people to fell it for you to yell at them. I just don't think anything about the structure of this plot makes any
0: sense or works at all. I think I th- that the test is supposed to feel unfair, though, in certain ways. To what end? Well, when the um, when she sees the goop on her thing, they're like, oh, stop the test. That doesn't seem fair. And they're like, well, part of the test is being ready for the test. You could have detected it, which they don't ever get into. They're just like, no, we couldn't have. And like, yes, they hand wave that. But it's supposed to be this thing where she feels hopeless, but you can get through it with the power of your friend. It's sure. It's a little corny, and it doesn't make like logical sense necessarily. But I mean, I feel like
1: for. I feel like there are a couple of things they set up that could be the tension here for for this like the test and it going poorly that they don't actually pay off on. Like one is Miurne being like, "Don't worry about it. I'll do both jobs here. See, I read a book for five minutes. I'm good." And there's, it's easy to tell a plot where Miorine has the moment of like, oh, it turns out books in real life, different things, right? Or mm-hmm. you can do the story that's like, oh, they so thoroughly sabotaged her in a million different ways. Or you can do the plot where it's like, clearly the teachers are being wildly unfair. And the show doesn't tell any of those stories. The show doesn't lean on any element of what makes this unfair. It just tells an inherently illogical tale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not good enough.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really putting, like, moments ahead of, like, story explanation. Like, we want the conversation where Miorina is, like, don't you want to start that school? Don't you want to be successful and happy, like you said? And then, you know, have her have that triumphant moment. But, like, why are we having this? And also, mm-hmm. like, why, what is this? I, I think the spotter system is interesting and kind of, like, accounts for some of the lack of realism in, in Gundam, which is, like when you're in the cockpit, how much can you actually see? You know, how much does the interface allow you to see around you? And having a spotter makes a lot more sense because it's like a tank. You need somebody who can see more than you and say, hey, there are mines up ahead or you're about to fall down a hill. Uh, So on one hand, I think that they're like bringing a a level of realism to a show that otherwise hasn't been very realistic. Mm -hmm. And yet on the other hand, it's just like, you know, vibes over explanation. Vibes over logic,
1: for sure. Um, and I'm I'm I am always the person who bristles at that, right? Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, I mean, we can't treat this like this is a new idea to have it be like, oh, and you actually like you need to have like the spotter is doing is a is a test version, is like a low tech version of simulating the experience of having a CIC officer. It's a Sela. It's a Keith Ron. It's it's roles we've seen over and over in Gundam. Yeah. There's always someone on the commas being like, hey, you've got three more enemies bearing blah 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 or like, oh, no, you really need to get back to the ship, we're under attack. And this is a really smart way to do a version of that, of the scale that they need to do, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: you can't actually have a full fucking suite of sensor arrays for a battlefield that is less than a mile long. But I, I can't give them novelty points for it because it's an idea we're very used to. And I don't think their implementation of it makes
0: any sense. I think, like you said, though, they're trying to fill in something that other Gundam series have just done more cleanly. Like the idea of having a spotter or like having an assistant. And, you know, they're getting to it in like really weird ways. I find the writing a little bit baffling, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that moment where the teacher says, like, you can't prep is part of the game where I was like, OK, you just, I, you're just telling me I want to watch these that I'm going to watch these girls fail. Even though they were totally ready and prepared because people cheated and we're not going to do anything about that. Like, I understand what you want me to feel, but they just get you there in, like, really roundabout ways.
1: Right. And then you have to do something where, like, okay, then what is the... what On the school's end, what is the purpose of this? If, like... I am absolutely here. I've seen anime that do this kind of thing, and the point is, like, then you get, like, you know, the like, the cut of just the mouth of the teacher as they grin, and they're like, you'll soon learn. The point of this school is it's not about which skills you have, it's who you know or something, right? If that's the point, yeah. then say it. Right. Um, and I don't think that is the point. I think this is just we wanted to have this story. We wanted to have a story about people bullying Suleta in a way that mattered. And also, that was, like... Anime have had a, like, I don't know about a problem, but there has been a real pushback about certain, like, uh, representations of bullying in school anime. Because, as we all know, the thing about kids is, we used to think you could be like, hey, we show kids this thing and we say it's bad, and then they learn it's bad and they don't do it. What we've actually learned is kids see a behavior and they replicate it, whatever you say
0: about it. Right, if they find something interesting about it or fun or whatever mm-hmm. funny, then they're just going to do it. I don't care if it's the bad guy doing it.
1: And so for that to that angle, it's like okay, they're not going to be able to replicate sensor masking spray in schools. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about kids probably replicating this. So we're not worried about like the bad moral. But I think in pursuit of that, they've set up a scenario that doesn't make any sense. Um,
0: well, and also like why are the bullies being like this? Right? It's it's Earthian spaceian conflict, which is like. Continuing to bubble up in the school to the point where I feel like if they do some sort of time jump, then these characters are going to split off in that camp. Sure. Because, um, yeah. you know, it is it is a school, a like corporate funded school. And that where all of the kids are children of aristocrats, I think, or at least most of them are. Well, and I don't yet know. About... Some of them are Earthians, and some of them are spaceians.
1: I think you're right. Like like uh, tonally. But I don't think like we haven't seen any example that aristocrat is actually a concept here. They're all just the like they're they're the children of billionaires, but they're not dukes.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, or just mean like wealthy people. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as but, I say, like, but, spe-
1: like you got the tone. I think it's just you know,
0: and there are and there are good and bad people on different factions because Suleta is a Spacian, but ChuChu is an Earthian, and they managed to find purchase together in this episode. So part of it is like. Is it where you're from or is it your morale, your moral compass, Uh, which is like very low level themes, not exactly like complicated ideology, in my opinion. Uh, But that was something I I latched onto this episode.
1: It's also tricky to dive into right now because what does it actually mean? Right. We keep getting Mm -hmm. so little detail about this. We've we have something that I really appreciate. It's a small bit of this episode, but the protests and the discussion around the protests is like, okay, this is meaty. I appreciate this. But like, okay. What is a spacian? Because like, obviously, it just means anyone who's not from Earth at this point, right? But yeah, like, yeah. they are clearly drawing a line here. Where they're like, well, Sulita's different. She's from Mercury, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a, a backwater, and it's like you know she's not from Earth, but she is an Earthian in spirit or whatever the way she's treated and her her mm-hmm. position, right? But like, okay. Does that mean that these rich kids, these rich like the 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 mean girls, as it were, capital M capital G mean girls, are they from a space colony? Are they from Mars? Do they live on the moon? Do they live on a big colony ship that sails around? Like what? What are these people's actual
0: circumstances? And and it's it's like kind of in the peripheral peripheral of like the character stuff and i wish that those things interacted even a little bit more i think that's where i like choo choo's plot in this episode though mm-hmm. um because right after that protest you know you get the kids like talking as if they are fully fledged adults presumably because their parents have talked to them about this stuff but they're like oh why does why do the protests always show Earthians as bad people and one of the kids literally says oh i mean the mat it sucks but the mass media relies on spacey and capital mm-hmm. which like whoa you're 13 like oh, oh my god you are smart for your age mm-hmm. and it's true. Like that's why the media is portraying this. It's like, oh my god, the Earthians are at it again. They're protesting everything, and uh, that's because they're in the pocket of space. The news is in the pocket of spaceians, and they talk about, oh, all they want is fair wages. And then immediately we cut to Ch- it's, hey, where's Tuchu? And she's talking to her sweet, wholesome older brothers, and well, they're like, I, hey, we why do you me.
1: keep assuming they're brothers?
0: Who are they? How are they related to her?
1: I assume they're just like, like they're her. Like they make the comparison to Suleta. And how the people of Mercury, like, the, of her colony sort of banded together to send her to school. And I think it's supposed to be a one-to-one. I think this is just, like, the the folks from her hometown who pulled together money okay. to get her sent to the school.
0: I guess they don't, none of them look alike, so that makes yeah, a little bit more sense. Yeah. None of them have really fantastic hair. No. <laughs> I mean, they look like they're, blue, they're blue-collar workers. Like, I, yeah. I, yeah. I liked seeing them, and I liked, you know, seeing that more vulnerable... Uh, Choo Choo, because it makes the, the moments where she gets angry and, and attacks people in this episode much more potent when you're like, this isn't just like just the angry stereotype girl. It's she has a reason. She's mad at people and is tired of the way that Earthians get treated.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Did you get the like Gundam vibe, the night, the like UC Gundam vibe from the punch, or was that something that the internet kind of implanted in my brain? I you
1: know You don't talk about like I, the final punch. I, I, I do. Um, I mean... It's
0: very it's different. Sort of... The context is completely different, to be fair. And,
1: and also the way it's shot is very different, right? Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't use these kind of angles, doesn't show these kind of impacts. And also, I feel like UC Gundam uses violence in a much more, like... There is not a lot of people... In UC, hitting someone else because they have just, like, they are in a situation where words won't do. It is a situation where they have decided they can't win the argument, and so they hit them. Is very often what happens in UC, right? Like, yeah. Bright hits Amaro because he doesn't actually have an argument for him. He's like, no, I am the system, and you will obey, and he punches him. Yeah. Um. And I think in that way... It is nearly always by, in UC Gundam, and when I say UC Gundam, pretty much all of this is under Tomono, right? The the ones mm. where there's punches. There's not a lot of punching happening in Unicorn. Um, it is pretty much always an expression of that character's failure, right? A failure to empathize, a failure to, like, communicate, a failure to understand. Whereas with Choo Choo, it is definitely portrayed as a moment of victory, right? Like, yeah. One of the one of the little animation details that I just love is that first punch, the blue-haired girl she hits. She walks up, she storms up, stomps up the stairs, and just, like, haymaker to
0: <laughs> this
1: girl's face. And if you watch the rest of the scene, she's just gone. She's just out. She doesn't move. She doesn't twitch. The girl? or you- Yeah, the blue-haired girl. She's just fucking yeah. unconscious for <laughs> the rest of the scene. And, like, if you are looking for it, just watching this action play out as this girl lays, like you know, metaphorically dead on the ground is really fucking funny <laughs> and is it's, supposed to yeah. be triumphant, right? It is supposed to be these, mm-hmm. these girls getting their comeuppance. And it's like, even when I think the most sympathetic punch in UC Gundam is Camille punching, uh, fuck it. Oh no. Wong. I can't do,
0: what? Was it oh, Wong? Mr. Wong?
1: The the Wong one is, pr- you know, that's a good point. The Wong one is pretty good. I was thinking of Jared. Um, oh, sure. When he punches Jared, but even then it is portrayed as like, I mean, yes, this guy was an asshole. And in general, you're okay for punching him, but your specific reasons were really childish here. And it was a failure to communicate and understand yeah. yourself in this situation. Whereas, yeah, you're right, actually. that I think that is perhaps the one exception, which is like a great counter. When Wong is doing the thing where he's like, I am the authority. I am going to hit you because I, I you are expressing concern and i just i'm not willing to to explain myself i don't need to have reasons i'm just going to hit you and camille mm-hmm. dodges it and hits him back and he's like what,
0: what? <laughs> he's trying to
1: hit me that's not okay
0: because <laughs> i just watched it back by the that's why i was giggling the girl does like they really did animate her like being stunned and then just not getting knocked on her ass like fully yeah and then the She's other just, girl fights yeah. back which i thought was fun too like mm-hmm. and takes two punches
1: such... you know good for her yeah. i guess yeah
0: yeah, and I mean, not Suleta really, you the know, <laughs> Under thing though, circumstances,
1: do you have to hand it to him or whatever, but
0: you literally don't have to hand it to him. But but like Suleta getting punched, it, I feel like she's getting weirdly damseled in her own show, like even though she's the special girl and she's like the pilot and all this stuff. So much of the show has been like people defending her and people like fighting for her. And I think that they're building up to this narrative of like she's going to learn to fight for herself eventually. Mm-hmm. But there it's a really slow cook so far. Um, and I hope it it pays off in a meaningful way because now she's got the suit and she's on a house like she's got all of the resources to uh to be successful at school but and she's got a dream which is very important when you're a young person in anime but uh she's like not doing anything for herself yet it's weird that's why people keep calling this a harem anime because everyone is like I will help you Celetta I will marry you I've got your back and it's like she doesn't do any she's like a blank slate protagonist right now I, I don't know if I, I think was she's happy a to see her talk about that. No, she's got a personality. I I did like the scenes in the greenhouse a lot. I also just Mm -hmm. love that setting. I I thought that was, like, a really cool space to show off. And I only noticed it on my second watch, but, like, the detail that, oh, this used to be my, the, the, it's, like, her dad's room or whatever. Her dad's office, yeah.
1: And she just never, he just never
0: comes down, so. Now she's just growing plants in there. I like to think that she's, like, this is my weed room. (laughs) You can come here and get smoke, smoke with me. Um and like yeah so what it basically tells me Renee I, uh, a lot of people like when you could only mine or uh, uh, this like specific ore on Mercury we had a lot of young people coming to work but now that they found it on the moon like nobody comes to Mercury anymore and if I opened a school then people would come again and I thought that was like really really sweet that's like a really good motivation to be successful at this school yeah um- That you know collect the capital to do that I do like the
1: detail that uh, Murinae's room is a fucking mess also like when you when you look past the plants there are just bags of trash everywhere it is classic like I mean it is classic like classically coded neat like environment basically I didn't notice that until right now
0: oh my god
1: there's tons of trash there's
0: just bags it's good background detail there uh, and like um, bottles laying out It's this, this yeah having a, ADHD be like half of those bottles are half full <laughs> She looks great, except she just she, she needs to dress herself, but she cannot dress her room. I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like you you refer to um Suleta as a as a damsel in distress, and I don't know that I think that's. I would say she's supposed to be more of like the anime archetype of a cinnamon roll, right? Yes, you yes. know that one, right?
0: Ugh. Yeah.
1: Okay, it's just like it it's must just, be protected, like, for, right? For anyone who doesn't know, it's just like oh, this person's just like too innocent and pure for their own good. Um. And it's like, oh, no, we've got to take care of them because they're just so kind and so, so pure and perfect that they won't take care of themselves. Um, and I don't know that I love that archetype, but I think I, I, I guess I am here for what, as you say, what seems to be their their point here, their arc here, which is teaching her to stand up for herself, though right now it they is is they're, they're leaning a little hard on it.
0: I'm looking at top 10 cinnamon rolls in anime. Top 10 male cinnamon rolls and these all are bad. Oh my god, number 1 Saitama. Never mind. I'm done. Shut up. Sword. <laughs> Smart- I think what? that's I think that's a joke answer. It must know. be. That makes no sense at all. God.
1: He's um, uh, he's pretty selfish. I mean, he's, you know, he does the right thing a lot of the times, but he's a pretty
0: selfish dude. <laughs> It's Exactly. That's the whole point. It's a very interesting detail, though, that this protagonist, like, compares to so many other people that are like, I have ideology for no particular reason, and we learn it in, like, episode 50. And she's like, I don't really have complicated ideology, but she is, like, ready to learn and has a reason to be around here and wants to succeed, and I like that drive in her. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still think that the show is building to a, like, loss of innocence story, and she's gonna see some real shit and be like, oh my god, war is so scary, but we're Super not there yet. This has not be, been that show at all yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it is a Gundam show. It's got to go bad at some point.
0: <laughs> I, ju- I think it does. I truly do. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, all these characters taking sides, you know, Elon is going to be a fucking bad guy at some point. Uh, is he? The, the way he keeps inviting her to things and murini has to be like, do not trust that boy. I this promise is, you he's not good. This is the
1: thing, though, is you portray that as sinister. And I just don't think it's fair. She's what is like, he then? Right now, unclear. I don't think he knows, right? But like mm. that scene is him, like one, you know, as ever, he's he's perfectly stone face versus face. I love it. Um, yeah. but Suleta is like wandering around, and she's she's he's like, "You seem upset," and she's like, "I can't find anyone to help me," and he's like, "Okay, I'll help you." And then Mirene walks up and is like, "Shut the fuck up! Stay away from him! I'll kill you!" I think it's Mirene being both like jealous and also just like having this. Extremely fair, knee jerk negative reaction to anyone associated with the big three companies. But I don't think Alon's done anything bad this entire time.
0: He's just there. I don't try. I, I get bad vibes. I get really rancid vibes from him. He has, like, you're right. He hasn't done anything explicitly bad, but, like, it could happen. Yeah, I, and when I it totally happens, I'm going to feel really smart.
1: Uh, I, feel like, I feel like we're just revealing that if we weren't friends, you'd treat me like I was an asshole.
0: <laughs> if I didn't know, well, I don't know. I don't know what ingratiated me to you, honestly. Uh, But at some point you you ingratiated yourself to me. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, fair Uh, enough.
0: Something did it for me with you, and he hasn't gotten that yet.
1: And it's definitely Uh, the type of character who goes one of two ways, right? It's either like he's like, ah, I see, emotions. These are good, right? Mm -hmm, Or mm -hmm. he's the character who's like does something super fucked up and it doesn't understand why people are upset at him. Those are the only two Mm -hmm. ways anime ever takes this character. So I guess we'll see.
0: I feel like he goes like a friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, Jen, uh, the way that she likes it when characters go like Joker, sicko mode, villain mode, and like has his face changed. And he's like, (laughs) and he like becomes evil. Mm -hmm. I'm holding out for it. He looks, he looks shitty. I'm getting bad vibes.
1: We'll just have to have wagers on opposite sides of this one, I guess.
0: Perfect. I'm ready for it. I'll be the team Earthian. You can be team (laughs) Spacey. Wow. All right. Just call me a racist. Ah. That's fine. No, everybody's racist. Like we said earlier, Earthians were the rich people earlier. Everybody, there's rich people on both sides.
1: (laughs) That's what I hear from
0: CNN. (laughs) Bing bong. Any straight straight details? Oh, the goat. Can we talk way more about the goat? Yeah. Why? Why though? (laughs) So funny. The fucking frame where Soletta is left next to the goat, and for a second does kind of think like, "Are you guys gonna leave me with this goat, or can I leave?" Or, and it holds for like two seconds on her trying to leave is so funny to me.
1: They also have a horse and a chicken. Why do they so have they livestock?
0: It's <laughs> amazing question, uh, for, um, animal husbandry.
1: Oh yeah, Juju the, the, knows the how the to deal class. with the
0: goat. She like pets the goat.
1: Sure, I mean you know. And he she pets it the right way, right? You know, there's yeah. You know. Um but yeah, I don't know. Like it's not like it's not like we've seen signs that they aren't allowed to eat in the cafeteria. They are. They're getting food, they don't need to grow their own.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um
1: I don't know. And there's another
0: character more than Elon who you relate to, or who reminds me of you actually. I can't the screenshot's not sending at all, no matter how hard I try. Hold on hold on I, hold no on, hold i got on. it both times actually oh fuck oh it, i was on the wrong part of the chat okay great yeah fucking till who's like <laughs> earlier says like hey my name's till and then when they're doing the introduction of all the people on her team they're like and that's till he's the quiet one he goes i i actually sp- i spoke just now <laughs> i already said my name <laughs> continues to sulk in the corner
1: till's good till's i also like um lily k yeah um, who's just like, she's the, like the brown, like girl with like the brown wavy hair who just seems like, just seems like a nice, nice lady. I just like her. She seems good.
0: The, my, my, uh, my weird high level anime take is that they're not detailed. They're not drawn with enough detail to suggest that they're going to be a, like main, main characters. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, even though he wasn't in this episode, I think Shadi is going to be more important than these people. And that's unfortunate.
1: I mean, listen, if this was Eva- Evangelion then they'd find a way for Lily K to get Joker-fied and there'd be an episode where Soletta cries and she has to kill her. But, you know, I don't think they'll do that.
0: I Um, really hope it... Like, I want it to get darker, but not that much darker.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think it will. I mean, Evangelion is masochistic, so... she does
0: slam a wrench against the wall and break it. So any violence could happen, if you think about it. She damages the wall six she does she could I, do I was actually i was kind of i
1: was like low-key disapproving i was like choo choo it's okay to be mad but someone's gonna have to fix that
0: <laughs> that's someone's job to fix that actually yeah you can relax uh angie
1: choo choo's like astronaut cap underneath her helmet for her hair is very good
0: oh <laughs> i love it yes yes her uh, hair being contained is fantastic
1: i also it's fun to get the implication from her her call with you know the the blue collar workers whatever their relation to her is um that she is a craft operator basically that like she was a like you know we can think of it like she's a mobile worker uh-huh. family um so because they say like show them what craft operators can do it's like hey you've been doing construction version of this you're gonna kick their asses all these snobby rich kids
0: um, I wish that they did a breakdown of the different types of like jobs earlier in the show yeah like more explicitly because mm-hmm. I keep learning new ones I'm like oh there's craft operators what okay. There's mechanics. They're different. Uh, that Speaking of that, uh, when Miorine is telling uh, Suleta, like, okay, what do you know? She's like, all right, this is what I'm working on. And it's like basic mobile suit piloting. And she's like, Christ almighty. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I we think have a lot it's of a
1: situation where we have, like, like, have you seen any initial D? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, well, then I can't make that comparison. But basically, it's like, Suleta's been piloting her whole life, and she's really good at it, but she's never had to take a written test about it before.
0: Right. She's all, f- all practice, no, like, mechan- like uh, yeah. You ask her how far before
1: signal. a turn she has to turn signal, like how many yards, and she's like, I don't fucking know. You just right. do it. Uh, Are there a certain number of yards realize. you're supposed to yeah i mean at least in california and i think in illinois too yeah technically if you take i mean the california exam's is a lot more strict illinois they never asked about it but california they obviously be like how like how far ahead of a turn are you supposed to turn signal um i don't know i don't either i don't remember i studied in advance and i knew it at the time but um no. it's been years uh, uh straight straight note here straight question how many characters in anime get elaborate pajamas because animators <laughs> are like, I can't draw this character in their underwear, which is how they would
0: actually sleep. Oh, are you referring to Miorine's outfit or who are you? Like, kind of
1: Miorine like? and, and Suleta. But also just like, I mean, in general, it's like, yeah, you can't draw this scene where they're both in their, you know, like 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 in their underwear. You can't draw that. Yeah. That's not okay. But also, that's how most people sleep. Pajamas are actually not a thing very many people bother with. They're wearing robes and shorts.
0: <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at it right now. They're wearing robes and shorts. What is this?
1: And like, Suleta has like this elaborate like drawstring right over like the collarbone that looks really uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't
1: sleep in that. There's no way. I think
0: Miorinese M- M- makes a little bit of sense because she's like, uh, she's you know upper class. Sure. I keep wanting to say royalty. Uh, but well, and also- she's
1: like kind of just could have like you could say like oh she's got like 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 boy shorts and and a sports bra. And she threw a robe over it because she was going to go talk to Suleta. Like okay sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I did like that that touch. You, you're good at picking up the little like details um, like that's that. What, I, I watch easy. it twice. I also watched it twice. I mostly just wanted to get the plot. The first time mm. I just get the vibes. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, in that scene, by the way, you mentioned this earlier. I just like the line uh, when Sletta's like, "I don't know even how, how to crack it," an and Miori is like, "Oh, I know everything about exercise support. Exercise support is just about memorizing the manual." I mean, she doesn't like you said. She's the opposite. She's all. I can take a test really well, but I don't know how to do stuff, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think makes them really, a really great, like, mechanic and spotter pair for each other. Yeah. They're going to do so well together, the girls.
1: My last note I wanted to touch on, though, is kind of bigger, which is sort of a a, a pattern of behavior that I'm getting irritated with, which is... This is this your big
0: take that you said? You're going to tell me the big take? I mean, the big take was that I thought the episode
1: was bad, but
0: <gasps> I already <Okay>. said that. <laughs> Yes, he did, did, so um,
1: did. But I mean, my other big take, I guess, is sort of the thing that set me on the road of deciding this episode was bad, which is this shows now like two out of three, which, you know, is not decisive, right? We wouldn't convict him in a court based on this, but like tendency to one, really force a cliffhanger and then immediately say that cliffhanger was a waste of time three seconds into the next episode.
0: I fucking hate it. It's Every time in my notes, I'm like, they're going to do it. It's going to suck.
1: Like, this one is the most egregious, where it's like, it's like Gwell saying, marry me. And the next episode starts, and he's like, I don't even know why I said that. I don't have any interest in you. I don't want to marry you. And obviously, <laughs> there's a degree to which he's being Sundere, right? But like, yeah.
0: it what was. If this is marry just... me not like that. And it's like, dog, then like, what? What did you mean? You literally said, ma- I know the translation's weird, whatever, but you said, marry me.
1: Well, and I know the word he used, Kekkon which is like, no, there's no other meaning for that.
0: Yeah. That I know
1: of. I'm. Listen, if you want to write in and you want to be like, actually, if you're, uh, if you know the, the you know, Hokkaido dialect, you'd know that. And I'd be like, okay, sorry, my bad. But, like, it's just forcing a cliffhanger because you want every episode to end in a cliffhanger and knock it off. You can have one or you cannot. Sometimes it's nice for an episode to end with the characters just, like, having a moment to sit on what just happened. It doesn't need to be like, like... The, you know, the last second is, you know, like Choo Choo kicking in the door and being like, Suleta, they're going to kill your mom every time.
0: Yeah. Fortunately, this episode ended well with uh, Choo Choo. Or, you know, Suleta's like, oh, I look forward to getting to know you, Miss Choo Choo. And Choo Choo says, speak up. Pretty strong ending. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it fact, doesn't have to, be, it doesn't have to build to anything.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe it was, this was probably, maybe in, in the opening really undermined it. But this doesn't really have a cliffhanger in that way, though- also, I feel like from supplemental material, they already gave away that Suleta and Chuchu are going to have a duel.
0: Yeah, I believe um,
1: it. So, like, is, like, is that going to be the, the way they undermine this? Is her being like, actually, I don't want her in this house, and we're going to have to duel if you want to stay here.
0: Like- oh my god, no. <laughs> I'm tired, Six. <laughs> I am tired, too. Um, I'll take it to the close. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh,
1: Alan, where can people find you and your work on
0: the internet? You can find me zooming down at a big ramp in my cool yellow motor scooter like Miorine did in this episode. Over on Chats, a television podcast. That's C-H-A-T-Z, colon, a television podcast. We're watching cult classic TV shows, two episodes a week. We're watching Sense8 right now. And on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash chatspod. We're covering TV pilots. We're hanging out with our friends. We are watching movies and commentating over them. It's a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash chatspot. What about you, Six?
1: And you can find yeah, you can find me uh, cartoon in a cartoonish montage of stepping on various landmines like this episode over sure. on Twitter at sixdetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, my DMs are open for any site feedback, questions, that sort of thing. Which that site, of course, is scanelandmedia.com or patreon.com slash We do a lot of things.
0: None of that Ray Trace bullshit.
1: That's, it's, we don't talk about it. Fucking Nick. God damn it. Are you wow. still in that fucking Discord?
0: Um, It might be buried in my like deep, deep folder of old Discords. Probably. Is. Yes, I still have it. Yep. <sighs>
1: I know he's not done. I know he'll find some other way to ruin me.
0: Some bullshit. He, he posted 7 o'clock PM on September 18th. I don't know what that, I think he was streaming something. Hmm. I don't know regardless well thank you so much for listening everyone i got this six i got this don't worry you don't have to be the host every single time i got you what do i say (laughs) (laughs) thank you all so much for listening to another episode of oops more anime uh keep on punching bullies peace peace
1: 's get out